Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. And we're on. And we're on. Hey, everyone. I'm Liam, the daughter. I'm Lauren, the mom. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. <laughs> you know what? I Is that like can, an in-sync thing? Is I'm it? so proud of you. Yay. Cheers. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, you did it. Hey, that is a really fucking good Christmas <laughs> album. You can't even fucking deny it. That song is a fucking hit. <laughs> that song is a hit. <laughs> Um, happy holidays. Happy holidays. We've made oh, it. Oh oh, 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 this is our last episode of the year. Yes. Oh, major weeper. It's a major, major weeper. weeper. Oh my gosh. We've made it. We have. Can you believe it? We've barely made it. I, <laughs> I am once again, you know what? I feel like we have a positive attitude. <laughs> However, we are struggling again. I am, you know, channeling Leon. I am trying to get my bobsled across the finish line. <laughs> and I said to you this morning, I feel like that guy in uh, chariots of fire. He's like, <laughs> Trying to get, uh, trying <laughs> to run on the beach. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. Laura, you could make I'm like, it. I'm so close. Ron Burgundy doing the slow run and pushing people out of the way. Yeah, I mean, any one of those. We're just trying to get yeah, there. We're just we're trying, trying to, to get, get there. there. We yeah. are more positive than in oh, prior yeah. years, yeah. though. I will say, like, we're feeling very positive. But you know, I think the world is tired. Yeah, I think I can speak for all of us yes. in the world. I, I think <laughs> that it's not. Um, like mental exhaustion this year, where it's I think everything. that's what last yeah. year, yeah. Uh, it's like more physical. Oh, For me personally, your bones I can't are tired. my bones are aching. You know what? I am a little achy. Well, you know what I said this morning is what? like, you know how when you just know, yeah. like you have that intuitive sense about that your you body where you're like, if I push <laughs> one more inch, you're going down. I'm going down, <laughs> down, and down. I'm almost there. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna treat she myself lovingly. She asked for a cup of tea this yeah. morning, and I was like, no coffee. Uh-oh. I said, are you sick? <laughs> I got like no, real serious, but I don't want to be. Uh, I'm gonna get myself a nice healthy juice today, a nice yes, green I juice. Yes, I love that for you. Mm, okay, with some ginger. Yeah. With all of that said, this is our last episode of the year. We are going to take a Christmas break. So make sure you stay tuned until the end because we'll be telling you when we're going to come back and some things are changing. We're switching up our posting (laughs) days because obviously we couldn't get it together this year. Right. Or the year before that. Mm, Or the year before that. Possibly. And so, you know what, we're going to try, you know, at fourth time is a charm. Let's go into the fourth (laughs) year. shake it up. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. There you go. But first, I do have a question for you, kind of holiday themed. Mm -hmm. So my topic today is the Santa Claus. Okay, you all saw the title. I've been waiting for this one for a while. But there is that scene. If you do know the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. There is a scene where... (laughs) Yes. There's this... Dude, Judge Reinhold, (laughs) underrated comedic performance in this film. I was fucking dying. And he always made me laugh. Like, even when I was little, his character was hilarious. But as an adult, I was like, you're there for us. Like, you are so funny. (laughs) Was it like when he made fun of his sweater or this? He was like, you were 
you're right about the sweater. <laughs> when he like stomps off, <laughs> looking all sad. Oh my god, I love him and him and Bernard. If you don't know this movie, you're gonna be like, what the hell? Okay, we'll get into it. There is a scene where two characters, two yeah. adult characters, talk about um, Christmases when they were little mm-hmm. and like what was the gift that you wanted so bad but you never got and it kind of like crushed your holiday spirit yeah it caused you to not because believe like you thought santa guy. right santa what the fuck yeah this is what i wanted i you put it on my me? list you didn't bring it to right. me you're dead to me <laughs> you're fucking dead to me what was the gift and i i didn't think i had one no <laughs> i do wow. i definitely have oh my one gosh and it's definitely gonna show my age oh no do you want me to go yeah. first yeah go ahead so there were these, I, w- I am very into stuffed animals. I like, I was never into dolls per mm-hmm. se, but yeah, I'm no. very into stuffed animals. Yeah. Like still to this day, I sleep with a bunch of them. I don't want you to fucking judge me. You don't fucking, <laughs> you know what? Go about your business. It's not hurting anyone. I'm comfy and cozy in my fort with my stuffed animals. Fuck off. <laughs> and now October loves them. So this oh house gosh. is just covered. Stuffed animals. So in <laughs> Stuffed animals. So there, I loved the Rugrats. So Mm. I must have been, I was trying to place my age and I must have been like, it was definitely under 10. Did you ask for a Chucky doll? Okay. Yes. Was it? Okay. So there were these dolls Uh of the Rugrats characters, but they were like kind of stuffed animal-esque. Like they're, okay, I'm getting a little specific. Their faces were like plastic. Their their faces were plastic and hard, but their bodies were Were like soft. soft. And And they had hair. Oh, and they had hair. And you wanted the orange-headed Chucky, right? Because Chucky was my favorite. I got Lil and Phil. Is that their names? Phil and Dill? Lil and Phil. I don't know. There's a... <laughs> I, I got the twins. I got the twins because I think the That's person... That's all we could find. I think that... Well, I think the person that gifted them to me thought they were getting, you know, more bang for uh, their buck. You got two characters and I they see. thought they were doing me a treat. But I was like, you know what? This is great. I love them. Uh-huh. Where's Chucky? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, He's starring in a horror movie. <laughs> so anyway, where's Chucky? Can you and, imagine that? Him as the scary doll. Yeah. Hilarious crossover. I really like that. I'm sure someone has done that mashup, mm, right? Yeah. Okay, so anyway, I really wanted him. And you know, I wouldn't have minded Tommy Pickles either. <laughs> you know, and I kind of got the two that I was like, yeah. Mm. And so I never got my Chucky doll. All of that to say, I never got the Chucky doll. No. I was stuck with Lil and Phil. Oh, no. And I shunned them to the bottom of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> you get down there. You get down there. You're not my favorite. I'll see you after class. <laughs> But I really like, I still feel that like, oh man, like I really wanted those. Yeah. And I wonder, I didn't even like Google them. They were a very specific doll. Yeah. It was a very I know specific. Exactly. They smelled like I yes. can smell them. Mm-hmm. They smelled like that nineties plastic. I yeah. don't even know how else yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? Rest in peace to my hopes and dreams. Where'd they go? I don't know. Phil and Lil? I probably <laughs> threw them in the trash. I wanted Chucky. <laughs> They're in the landfill. Wow. And look, and look, we, we contributed to trash. Uh, so, oh you know, I goodness. wonder if I could find one. Oh, my god. Because in this movie, they end up, you know, spoiler alert, they end up getting there. Yeah. And so I, kind of, I was like, oh, I wonder if it would feel, I bet I would like feel excited to see that in person. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. What's yours? Yeah, you asked, and I don't really know that I had one, but the only thing that comes to mind is that I wanted a Twister game, and I don't think I got one. <laughs> Wait, and you okay, know what? hold on. Here's the thing. Here's the Wait, thing. Wait, you played Twister. I do, but I do, hey, as a youngster, but now. Hey, I, as a youngster, you, know you were what? spry. I was spry, but mm, guess what? You were a cheerleader. Now I'm like thinking, no wonder they didn't get me the Twister game, because. You were not if, graceful. You know, my parents were at my age. Uh-huh. Trying to twist oh on the God. twister game. <laughs> trying to twist. I mean, the twi- I'd be like, no. they broke a bone. 
I couldn't play Twister now. If you asked me to get down there and play Twister now, I would have a hard time. My God, I would get down there, but it would be, you know, and I'd make a scene. I'd be dramatic about it for sure. But you playing Twister is kind of hilarious. That would be funny, I've right? I've only played Twister like a handful of times. Yeah. Every time awkward. Like there is yeah. no world in which Twister is not uncomfortable. No. Unless you're playing like sexy Twister. You know what I mean? Like, get sexy with it. As an adult. <laughs> I wonder what the origin story of Twister is. Was it made by people thinking it was like a sexy game? And then it came to be like just a regular. <laughs> they're like, how'd this happen? I don't know. <laughs> you know how this become a child's play or, toy? Or are we just being like, you know what? I just make everything like, wait, how can we how can we make this fun? But I just like, if I'm getting down on the floor and I'm twisting my body into positions, I better be getting something out a of it. You know what I'm saying? Pretzel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I better be, you know, ending the night happy. Okay. This one's somewhere. The happiness is in winning the game. <laughs> I man. was going to say, okay. Well, you know, Laura, we could go to any, you know, Walmart or get Target and get your, get that, your Twister that, game. That ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> I bet people would really love to see all of us attempt to play it. You know what? If one of you, I'm going to say this right now. If one of you sends a Twister game oh, to no. our PO box, we will film ourselves trying to play it and we will put it on Patreon for, for free for speak, all of the speak free for yourself. No, no, no. You'll get down there. <laughs> We'll give her one drink and she'll be like, woo, Twister. Uh, okay. I will have fact check Jake put a Spotify, you know, question up. I want to know what your gifts are. Like, what was that yeah. gift that you never got that you really wanted? That's interesting. Mm, interesting. Both of ours kind of show, you know, was Twister big when you were young? Yes. Okay, yeah. that's when it hit the scene. Yeah, there you go. The more you know. That is when it hit the scene. Uh, all right, we're going to get into it. Yeah. It's our Christmas episode. You know what? A few years ago, we said we were starting the tradition of wearing an ugly Christmas sweater yeah. every year. And you know what? I think that, I don't think that we did that the no. past few years. So no. we suck. No. They're well, expensive. They're expensive. And I'm not doing that. You know what? Back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> back in my day. You can go to the Goodwill and get an ugly Christmas sweater for three ninety nine. The and whole now, point was that they were so ugly, no one wanted them, and they were cheap. Yeah. And now they're like $40 to $80. And Absol- you know in what? this economy, absolutely not. When? Absolutely not. Would you so ever you know wear that again? Never. Well, no. you know what? Sometimes I do like a sweater. and I, You know what? I'm known to throw on a crazy pattern here and there. But you know what? Instead, we got festive beverages. Uh-huh. Okay. You have your Clark Griswold mug. Yeah. Speaking of, go check out our Patreon. Okay. We do have Full Moon Film Club coming up for the $10 and up tiers. And we yeah. are talking Christmas vacation. Yeah, That's in a week. And we I always- may have gotten some moose mugs for the nog. Laura got moose mugs for our spiked nog. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, we do Full Moon Film Club. It's where we meet on Zoom with our $10 and up patrons um, yes. around the full moon. Mm-hmm. And we talk about a movie. Uh, someone different leads the way each yeah. time. Uh, this month it's Gin and Tonics, who yes. we talked to a few weeks ago. Yes. So go check it out. It's a good time. Uh, we do have a new patron to thank. We do. Kate. Yes. Hi, Kate. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the family, yes. Kate. Uh, wow. Kate sent us a very beautiful letter. Yes. Um, we did read it, Kate. We, we are did. going to get back to you. We did. We yes. are emotionally recovering. It was probably the most beautiful and touching and heartwarming oh my gosh. Uh, thing we've ever read. And yeah. it really did hit us like when we needed it too. You know, we... The end of the year, it's hard for Uncle Bob's to keep trucking, and I don't right. know, just your words, uh, oh they just gosh. touched us so beautiful. very deeply, so thank you. Yes. Uh, welcome to the family. Welcome. Go check out Patreon. Go rate us on Spotify and Apple. And I have been listening to Kate's playlist that she put on Patreon, and it's 
I'm going to get some good, you know mu- good new music yeah. out of that. So it's we have awesome. like AIM, yeah. <laughs> you know, AIM chats uh, where all of the patrons are just chatting it up mm-hmm. all the time in there. And we are making playlists. You know, I think we t- mentioned this last yeah. week, you know, 50 songs to get to know each yeah. other. Wow. Have awesome. I found a lot of fucking good music yeah, already? And I'm this is it. the first time, not to get emotional, not to get emotional. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've listened to new music in a really long time. Yeah. I think that that part of my brain just like, yeah, I was too tired to even try to find new music. Yeah. Like, you know, new mom. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, but of now course. I'm like, you know what? No, I have all these playlists. Yeah. Let's go and do it. Yeah. And wow. I feel the spark. Yeah. So yeah. Super cool. Go check out Patreon. Yes. We're so giddy about that. And all of you on social media media like it's just been such a cool year it We've, really you has. know grown such a cool community we love all of you yes okay yeah. we'll shut up on with the show no on with the show yeah, okay yeah. you know what i am doing the santa claus you i already are. spoiled it i've been this is one of my favorite christmas movies and it's weird i have put this one off because i'm not gonna lie i do not fucking like tim allen i don't like tim allen at all <laughs> in fact i've never really liked him yeah. like even though i've not liked this movie Hogs. i was gonna say <laughs> i thought this was the only movie i really liked of his and then i was like fuck he was in wild hogs and you know what <laughs> That one gets me. <laughs> Weirdly, that one just hit home. For me and Lauren, it, we find it hilarious. We gotta go so watch funny. it. I know. We're probably gonna go back and watch it and be like, oh my God, this isn't funny at all. No, I watched it not too long ago. Did you really? Still hilarious. Holds up. <laughs> William H. Macy. Hilarious. It's just one of those movies that like you would not think we would like. And right. it is just so funny. Anyway, Tim Allen fucking sucks. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, maybe we shouldn't do this, but we asked our patrons yeah. and they were like, no, we do all love this movie. Mm-hmm. Just say fuck Tim Allen and move it along. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Okay. There's my notice. So this is a 1994 fantasy comedy family film mm-hmm. rated PG. Nice. Uh, here's your tagline. Okay. Scott Calvin must become Santa. That sounded intense. Must. Uh, No ifs or ands, just one big but. Horrible tagline. That is a horrible tagline. Uh, This is where I say that some things in this movie do not pass the vibe check, specifically around like fat phobia. Like they make a lot of, it's just like, okay, shut the fuck up. But then, you know, you kind of get a clue. Uh, This is a franchise. So there are multiple films and a series. I think I saw that there's a series now. Really? Haven't watched it. Um, I I like one, two, and three. Is he in the series? I believe he is. No. I like one, two, and three. And then I kind of, have dipped out. So is that's there more where than I, three. Well, there, I just said there's a series. Lord, but keep I the mean fuck more up. movies. Though. I have no idea. Oh, that's okay. what I said. I backed up. I have no. <laughs> I don't know what happened after that. It's a mystery. Okay. Uh, this was written by Leo Benvenuti and Steve Rudnick, okay. and directed by Josh Pasquin. Here's yes. your cast. Obviously, Tim Allen. Tim <laughs> Allen. Kevin. Sorry to roast you there before we even got going, but you know what? Uh, also, you not sorry. <laughs> also, you deserve it. Uh, Eric Lloyd as Charlie Calvin, and you know what? This kid breaks my heart in this film. I have realized now, <laughs> watching it as an adult, how much I resonated with Charlie. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever, you know, I'm sure you can gather, you and my dad divorced mm-hmm. when I was four. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if you had divorced parents, this yeah. movie, there is like an underlying... Yeah, like heart tugger. Yeah, kind of like Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm. Like there are those few movies where like there that theme is yeah. kind of there in the background. Yeah. And you know what I will say, Charlie, ouch. A yeah. few of the lines that come out of his mouth, I'm like, ooh, that hurts. Wow. <laughs> Good actor though, honestly. <laughs> so cute. Uh, Wendy Crewson is Laura. Mm-hmm. And I always liked her. Yeah, I don't know why. Like she too. just like had this certain attitude that yeah. I really liked. Yeah. Judge Reinhold as Neil. 
Oh my god, so good. So fucking funny. It's the Again. Cosby sweaters that he wears. The whole thing. Every time he's on the screen, I'm like, I'm watching you because you're so funny. Also, David Crumholtz as Bernard. Speaking of, yes. I love Bernard. We I love think him. the world loves Bernard. I think so. I have seen like a resurgence of Bernard Love. Oh, really? I have. Nice. Yes. Great character. I just love I that mean, actor. Love the actor. He's great. Pretty much everything he's in, we yes. love. He is yes. in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, if my you gosh. Don't, you know, I have a dick on my face, I don't I? <laughs> so funny. But in this character, or, or this yeah. character here, he's just so, like, heartwarming and yeah. sassy. And yeah. Oh, I love him. Uh, and Paige Tamana as Elf Judy. I had oh, to include Elf her Judy. because I love Elf Judy. Elf Judy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the bird's a little dry, though. <laughs> when he says that. <laughs> He's such an ass. Okay, the rundown. Are you ready? Mm. Okay, I have always loved this opening sequence. You know, I love a, a good opening yeah. sequence. The classy music. It's like a Christmas party. There's mm -hmm. a Christmassy font, you yeah. know. Uh, the music and score of this movie is really it's beautiful. Pretty. I didn't yeah. write down who did it, but wow, it yeah. is really pretty. pretty. Uh, we open with a work Christmas Eve party. Who of has course. a work party on Christmas Eve? You know, my movie did too, and I thought ew. the same thing. I was ew. like, wow, those are from days bygone. Ew, yeah, what the, ew. No, yeah. don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is for a toy company, and they are known for the do-it-all dolly. <laughs> And yes, it's as bad as it sounds. Sales were great this year. Okay, so marketing director Scott Calvin gets an extra shout out during the big boss's speech. Okay, and right off the bat, we can see that Scott Calvin is a little bit of a fuck face. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be blunt. Mm -hmm. I was gonna, Okay, I was going to say something mean. This was on my Capricorn watch list, so do with that what thy will. Uh, he's a workaholic. Yes. He's rude. He yep. lies. Mm -hmm. He is divorced and he is not very kind to his ex, Laura, and her new guy, Neil. Right. <laughs> okay. And he never shows up for his little eight-year-old son, Charlie. Right. Him and Jack Frost, Michael Keaton. There okay, they're kind of they're cut neck from, and neck. They're cut from the same cloth. Neck and neck. At least Jack Frost had, you know, a harmonica a and a dangly earring. <laughs> Scar Calvin was kind of just a douche. He was at least cool. <laughs> okay. So Calvin gets back to his house where he's met by a disappointed Laura, Neil, and Charlie because he is late once again and again. he lied about oh why gosh. he's late. I he's hate like, that scene. The he's traffic. like, the traffic's back. Meanwhile, I'm like, you know what? Trash. Get in the gutter. You. <laughs> not a car on the street. <laughs> I hate him. Uh, Charlie understandably does not want to stay with right. Scott for Christmas Eve. Okay. Mm -hmm. But SC entices him with a delicious home cooked holiday feast to sweeten the pot. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I do love this scene this of course goes completely wrong mitts. he puts the oven mitts on the turkey catches on fire okay and the two end up at denny's uh, instead and it's super awkward yes. i do love this scene i feel like denny's is just awkward denny's i feel like the choice of denny's was like it hurt a little more because this, like oh denny's probably the only thing open it was probably the only thing open yeah, christmas and, eve yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. and they're like out of everything it's hilarious yeah. i do like that we're scene out. we're out so we're that out <laughs> Thank you, Judy. Judy. <laughs> yep, there's a little hint. So that night after SC begrudgingly reads Charlie, Twas the Night Before Christmas, mm -hmm. the two are woken up by a loud bang coming from the roof. Mm -hmm. They rush outside to find a big man <laughs> in a red suit <laughs> up on top of the house <laughs> who immediately gets so startled that he falls right. off of the roof. Me. I mean, <laughs> I amateur. Mean, Come on. I was going to say, like, I'm I mean, sure that's happened it wasn't before. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, no one's ever seen you. Or like, I mean, and he should like, you know, he should be like Tigger. He should bounce. <laughs> you should just be like ready for fucking action. Okay. I said, Santa, bye-bye. He yeah. dies. 
<laughs> like he fucking dies. I don't think that ever hit me when I was right. little. Like that motherfucker just fell off the roof and died. Okay. <laughs> In his pocket is a card that reads, if something should happen to me, put on my suit. <laughs> the reindeer will know what to do. And they're both like, you know, Charlie yeah. and Scott are like, okay, whatever. This is a joke. But yeah. they look on top of the roof and they find a giant sleigh attached to, I believe, eight. Is it eight? Not eight, eight tiny reindeer. reindeer. Eight very large reindeer. Yeah. And again, with the score, like mm-hmm. the music, when mm-hmm. they see this, it's very magical, yeah. this movie. Like the set decoration and yes. stuff too, 10 out of 10. Yeah. But when they see the reindeer, I love that scene. They're so cute. Even though they're poor, like they're really bad animatronics. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Um, after some convincing from Charlie, Scott hops on board the sleigh and just like that, off it goes. Okay. <laughs> Takes Woo! off by itself. Uh, the reindeer take Scott and Charlie to another roof. Okay. And they realize that Scott is literally supposed to put on the red suit from yeah. Santa and become Santa Claus. Yes. Delivering the presents, going right. down the chimney, the whole shebang. This is All obviously, you got to go watch it. You see him go. Yes. He has an encounter with yeah. a little girl that's like super like, who the fuck are you? It's hilarious. You didn't drink my milk. You didn't drink my, I'm lactose intolerant. Me as Santa Claus. <laughs> is this oat? <laughs> I prefer it over soy. I know, right? Ew, I hate soy milk. <laughs> Runny. Uh, uh, the rest of the night is magical. Okay. Yeah. Father and son who have like up until this point, not Didn't, bonded. They've yeah. never really bonded. Yeah. They're delivering presents together in a reindeer pulled sleigh on Christmas Eve. Okay. I mean, who Who's not bonding? Who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to do that? The last stop on their adventure. The North Pole. The sleigh mm-hmm. just automatically takes them to the North right Pole on. at the end of the night. Love this scene. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> angelic, isn't it? It feels very serious. Do you feel like that's what it would sound like if you pulled into the North like, Pole? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Nailed it. Hark and the Herald see, Angels. Can you see little elf? And he like types a little password in and they go down it. I love this scene. And you see all of the elves in the North Pole making toys stunning. <laughs> I told you this is Please one of my favorite like, movies. That's where I want to live. That is where I want to live. You know what? My astrocartography map put me in the middle of fucking Canada. Like the wilderness of Canada. And I was like, okay. I'm going. I'm going to channel these vibes. Okay. So the reindeer take our guys to Santa's official workshop where they meet head elf in charge, Bernard. Here he is. Okay. The names that Scott Calvin calls him because he's an asshole. So he doesn't call him Bernard. He calls him Barabbas or Barabbas. Barnabas. (laughs) Barnaby. Oh, it is pretty, it is pretty funny. Okay. So Bernard explains to Scott that by putting on the Santa suit, he fell subject to the Santa Claus Mm. with an E. Um, and he has now accepted any and all responsibilities of the big guy himself. Yeah. Santa Claus. There you go. If he doesn't become Santa, he will kill the spirit of Christmas oh, no. and crush children everywhere. No big deal. You know what? And he's, he's down with that. And he's down with that, but he does have a soft spot for his son as he should. Charlie. Mm, yeah. Okay. And Charlie is like, Hey, you gotta be Santa. <laughs> okay. And Bernard also gives Charlie, AKA sport. His nickname is sport. Cute. A magical snow globe that he promises will come in handy one day. Yes. Yes. And it does. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> so Bernard. cute. Thanks, Bernard. Okay. Scott can't believe any of this, mm-hmm. but he finishes the night with some silk pajamas. Mon- yeah. Monogrammed. Yeah. SC. You get it? And a hot, a hot cup of Elf Judy's cocoa. <laughs> I always wanted that cocoa. Extra hot. Looks so good. <laughs> 
delicious. <laughs> Put that on my list with Bruce Bogtrotter's chocolate cake from Matilda. What a meal. What a oh cinematic God. meal I want it. It'd be in a sugar coma. <laughs> Love it. I welcome it. Okay. When him and Charlie wake up the next morning, yeah. they are back in the real world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Scott assumes this was all a dream. Dream. But Charlie remembers everything. So Every that's detail. a little weird. Plus Virgo. he's still in the silk monogram pajamas and Charlie still has the snow globe. So uh, how'd that happen? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So from here on out, in my opinion, mm-hmm. especially if you are a child of divorced parents, yes. things take a mildly depressing turn. Little this bit. is the section of the movie where sometimes I might I might do a little skip. <laughs> I might do a little skip. It hurts. Charlie is excited to tell everyone that his dad is Santa Claus. Okay, remember he's eight years old. That's right. Um, and this makes people question Scott. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's sanity. Yes, things are when made he sit, when he sits down at that corporate lunch. In the sweat and he's suit. like eating all that, and he doesn't touch his salad. He orders like everything, and he's like dressing on the side. <laughs> you know what? You got to give it to Tim Allen. He is pretty funny. Fuck. <sighs> okay, things are made even worse when Scott literally starts to look and act like Santa Claus. Okay, he grows a big white beard, gains some weight, and he, tries he likes to, to snack on some cookies. That was just for men right there. That was just for men. He totally put on just for men and it failed just like just for men usually does. So I don't know if anyone has caught on to this. I'm sure we've said it. One of our most quoted lines in our family, like in our household is when he shaves and it grows back and he goes, I'm in big trouble. Mm -hmm. Uh We say that at least once a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Scott finally gives into the fact that he is now Santa Claus. Okay, after his physical transformation. And he gets the naughty and nice list. Yeah, some other magical happenings. So some reindeer or like reindeer are following him. Um, His jingle bell heartbeat, like the doctor puts his heartbeat goes to the sound of jingle bells. And he receives the naughty and nice list, which is like massive. Mm -hmm. So him and Charlie agree that he is Santa Claus. But let's keep it a secret. Let's (laughs) <laughs> but the whole situation is a little too concerning for Laura and Neil. And Neil is like a therapist. What is psychologist, he? A psychologist. So he is like, really like, what the hell's going on? And I mean, if you, it would be a little like, what's going on here? It's Charlie say at one point, he's like, Neil says you something act out irrationally. You act out irrationally. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. You, you do have to give it to Scott, even yeah. though he's like a bad dad. He's like trying to keep. Charlie's yeah. spirit alive. Yeah. Whereas Neil is like, yeah, Santa's not real because right. he's so serious. Yeah. Okay. So Neil and Laura take Scott to court. And this is where I do mm. a little skippy skip yeah, because yeah. I get, and this is where Mrs. Doubtfire has a scene just like this yes. where they're in court. Right. <laughs> I know likey. Mm-hmm. Scott loses visitation rights. Okay. But Scott and Bernard low key kidnap <laughs> Charlie. Yeah. And whisk him off to the North Pole. So Can't no, find him there. No worries. Now, as a parent, yeah. I believe it was alluded to that this kidnapping mm-hmm. okay, takes place on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. He is not turkey. returned until Christmas Eve. Ooh. Y'all. Wow. Scott Calvin, what the fuck? Wow. Time flies at the North Pole poor, when you're having poor fun. Poor Laura and Neil. Okay. Wow. Yikes. Ouch. Okay. So on Christmas Eve, the now fully transformed Santa Claus his Elvis hair, he has a pompadour. He does. And it is stiff. <laughs> it's not moving. It's not going anywhere. It's some to the gods. It good, is high as hell. <laughs> some good hairspray. <laughs> sure is. Um, and little Charlie. Okay. They jet off in their new sleigh. Yeah. To deliver some presents. CD. 
CD. Oh my God. Cocoa they have the cocoa dispenser. They have the cocoa cookie dispenser. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> no, dad. Oh, I know. So cute. Uh, when they deliver some presents to Laura and Neil, which mm-hmm. why would you do that? But yeah. okay. Scott is arrested. Okay. He can't, you know, he, he can't, can't, he can't stop Santa. <laughs> he does have one job to do. Okay. He is arrested. No fucking yeah. shit. Um, and Christmas is temporarily postponed. On hold. So have no fear though. Yes. <laughs> I've always loved this scene. Yep. The effective liberating flight squad. Elves. <laughs> for short. Drop down from the North Pole to bust SC out of jail. That's right. And return Charlie home. Yeah. When they use the tinsel. Tinsel. Like, creativity decorating. I know it's great. So creative. I love it. And those like the actors are, you know, oh my God, so cute. Okay. Scott and Charlie explain everything to Laura and Neil who Mm -hmm. eventually understand that Scott actually is Santa Claus. Yes. I love this scene. Like everyone's acting their ass off. She's like, Santa. (laughs) Judge Reinhold. Santa. Santa? (laughs) (laughs) Laura, it's Santa. Oh, I love it. And this is where the, what we talked about the game. So Laura always wanted a mystery date game and judge Reinhold naturally wanted a Oscar Oscar Mayer weenie whistle. whistle. So they eventually didn't. Was that a thing? Why? It was a thing. Cause Oscar Mayer. You know what? They had the best dogs. They had the best dogs. <laughs> you just wanted to blow that whistle. <laughs> doot, doot. That's what I want for Christmas. First of all, it's like this fucking big. <laughs> they uh, probably so, gave them away free if you I, tore exa- the I was going to say it was probably like in a Happy Meal or something. Like I don't understand. Anyway, eventually Santa mm-hmm. gives them these toys to kind of like further proof that he right. is in fact Santa yeah. Claus. Okay. Scott explains to Charlie that he can't come to the North Pole with him. No. Okay. He can't live at the North Pole full time. <laughs> but luckily Bernard explains that the magical snow globe works kind of like a pager. Yeah. If you're from the, you know, 80s, 90s, you remember beepers? <laughs> Am I showing my age again? <laughs> okay. When Charlie shakes the snow globe, anytime he wants to see his dad, SC will be right there. Yeah. Okay. Automatically. I love this. Ouch. Okay. After a tearful little moment, I just can't now that I have a kid because yeah. now I see everything through the lens of like if October were to be saying these things yeah. to me. Crushing. Yes. I was I was totally crying. Like you know, I was in a puddle last night. Were you? It's time for me to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tearful moment. Santa gets on his sleigh and gets back to business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of course, like any eight-year-old son, Charlie misses his dad pretty much immediately. Yeah. So he shakes his snow globe, yep. and within seconds, Santa drops down for a little there hug. You go. With his pompadour. This is where I really noticed the pompadour. It was glistening in the snow. Woo. The movie finishes with Scott and Charlie going for a quick ride in the sleigh. Yes. Their relationship finally on its way to being mended. Ouch. All of nice. our icy hearts. Melting. The end. So cute. How do we feel? I did, that's a good this is movie. A cute one. I haven't watched this movie in so long. The second one is decent. I like the third one because Martin Short plays Jack Frost, mm, and I, I just like Jack Frost, and I like that character. Yeah. Um. But this one is just there is yeah. something very ninety four. I said this came out in ninety four. Yeah. I was born in nineteen ninety three. Just for some perspective. So this movie was very much yeah. like I grew up with this movie being yeah. in my Christmas right watch list. Yeah. It's really and it holds up. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. I'm pretty sure I've seen the second one, but I don't recall it right now. 
I know you've seen it. It's yeah. where he like clones himself and he has to go and find Mrs. Claus. Uh, I don't think you liked it. Like I said, it's okay. But yeah. this one, there is something yeah. really magical about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, I said the score was beautiful, right? But there is one, re- I think I only caught one actual song. Yeah. And it's the like, give me all your loving. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> when they're I don't dancing. Know, it's like yeah. this random scene of everyone like walking. And they're when like they're, dancing. I'm like, that's so random. Yeah, <laughs> but weird. I just had to point Cute that out. Though. I remember that scene. Okay, so what is my lesson? What is your lesson? You know what? This I was a little sad. Okay, mm-hmm. so we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. And every now and then you will have a lesson in mind and then you'll get to and it. Like, and you're just like idea. you're just like womp womp. I know this movie like the back of my hand. And I was like, Well, I, I want to talk about snow globes. Yes. Because in my opinion, that's Magical. a lot of the magic in this, like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like their um, link to the North Pole yeah, and then they're linked to each other, mm-hmm. ouch. But when I went <laughs> to like get into snow globes, there is not much interest, like yeah, magically. Nothing. It was like, and I'm just paraphrasing and so I probably have this wrong. I only kind of, you yeah. know, but it was like some kind of medical inventor made something that then in turn looked like a snow globe. Okay. And so then it became like a toy. A decoration. A decoration. So yeah. again, it was like kind of like, oh. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to talk about snow globes. <laughs> I always had one of those in my stocking from, a my, snow globe? from my grandparents. Yeah. Oh, really? And it was like the little cheapy ones that you would get at like Travel. the five and dime store. They had the blue. It was like, you know what I'm talking about? It was the like blue, blue water in it. Blue, yeah, yeah. The glitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they were. They sometimes you'll see them in like magnet form. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Uh, like now uh, they make that blue glittery magnet. Yeah. But yeah, snow globes, I don't think we're like, like I've never received a snow globe as a present no. ever, but I think they're beautiful. I understand why some people collect them. Yeah, I think pretty. like, like we collect magnets. Yeah. This kind of lives in that same, yeah. like you could collect one everywhere you go. Sure. Because yeah. most places have, like you little said, ones. little ones. Yeah. yeah okay. So, you know what? There's some love for snow globes. Love them. That's really all I got there. I do like that element of the movie yeah. and Bernard. I think that's really cute. Mm-hmm. But I do one of my other favorite scenes, and I think you know the world will agree. Yeah, is when Scott Calvin is arrested. Yes, they're interrogating him. Right, and the cop is like trying to get him to admit that he's not Santa Claus. Right, and he says, "I say name, you say Scott Calvin," <laughs> and he won't say it, and he just keeps saying different names for Santa Claus. Right, so I'm gonna tell you what these names are. I thought that I would be it. kind of fun. Yeah. Because like, we've talked about Santa Claus, we right? Have. Somewhere along the you line, know, yes. Watch this be one of those things where we've never actually we've never done that. And you know what? If that is the case, we'll catch you next year. Mm. But I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you the names he said. Okay. If you know this scene, it's one of the best. If not, just Google it. You know, type it into yeah, YouTube. Yeah. So cute. It's cute. Here's the names he says. Okay. Chris Kringle, mm-hmm. Claus, Pierre Noel, Bobo Natali, Pelschnickel, he says, this one he said weird, and uh-huh. I like, it took me a while to find. Yeah. And then he says, Topo Gijo. Topo Gijo. Okay, I'm going to go through and I'm going to give you a little mm-hmm. bit of what these are, because maybe some people don't know. Ooh, Topo Gijo, is that Italian? You know what? We're going to get there. Ooh, okay. This is why I said, I'm going in order. 
Okay. These are obviously all very extensive. Okay. There's folklore and there's traditions because we're going all over the world here. So I'm just giving you the tip. Ooh, and then we can expand. And then we can expand later. And we may have already touched on some of these here and there, but you know what? I thought this was fun because I do love this scene. Okay. So we're going to start with Santa Claus, who is also known by many other names, including Kris Kringle. So he says Kris Kringle. Okay. He is a legendary figure who is said to bring gifts during the late evening and overnight hours on Christmas Eve. We all know him. Yeah. Big, jolly. No, love him. Likes to wear a lot of red. Yes. You know, and I'm coming around to red. Are you? I think my color palette is changing. When we did that mm. color palette yeah. thing a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. it kind of blew my mind a little wow. bit. We'll have to touch on that later. Okay, Santa Claus. He does this with the help of Christmas elves. Yes. Okay, who spend the year crafting toys at the North Pole Workshop. Right. So obviously this movie... You can see all of this. Santa delivers the presents via a sleigh pulled by magical flying reindeer. Yes. So the modern figure is based on folklore surrounding St. Nicholas, which is English, and Sinterklaas, which is Dutch. Yes. Uh, did I say I phoned at home this week too? No. I like, you know what, I, I said just the tip, but I'm talking <laughs> like, I really did just the tip. I have to say that because we've been like going so extensive this year, I feel wow. like. And yeah. so now when we scale back, I'm like, I have to tell I you that I scale I back. Okay. Sinterklaas. Mm-hmm. He's next. Yeah. This is Dutch and this is based on St. Nicholas. So it kind of all leads back to St. Nicholas. Saint and this Nick. is the patron saint and protector of children. Cute. So it makes sense. The feast of Sinterklaas is celebrated on December 6th, mm. 6th or St. Nicholas day. Cute. Okay. And this involves the giving of gifts and treats. Uh, I saw gold coins a lot, tangerines and oranges, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the chocolate oranges? Yeah. I used to love those. Yeah. That's because that was like something that was expensive. So it's not something that you got all the time. So it was like a treat. Yeah. And then don't forget, we just talked talked about about that. Yes. Okay. Oh, I need to get one of those. Yes. 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 Love. Okay. And candy. Yeah. Um, There are some not cool details about this one regarding his companion. Okay, yes. and so some people don't even like celebrate this mm-hmm. celebrate. So mm-hmm. I would urge you, you know, maybe yeah. go and read about yeah. that, but I want you to be aware. Yeah. All right, next, mm-hmm. Pierre Noel. Yeah. And this is France. Ooh. Okay, so this is a gift bringer in French speaking areas. Uh, he may also be called Papa Noel or Daddy Papa. Christmas, which I'm not going to lie, I hate. <laughs> Daddy Christmas. Which I guess is the same as Father Christmas, but when you say it like Daddy Christmas, Daddy, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> We've all, you know, yeah. we know I hate the word daddy. <laughs> I hate it. Daddy um, and toes. Daddy and toes. Mm. <laughs> Why? I don't like I don't like the combo at all. <laughs> nope, made it worse. Um, okay, he is accompanied by a donkey named Gui or Mistletoe. Oh. How pretty cute. is that? Uh, Pierre Noel and Mistletoe accept offerings like food and treats in exchange for presents if the kid was good, of course. In a lot of these you will see that they will actually be like um harmed if yes. they are not good. <laughs> I was like, how do I put this Hit with a switch, right? Yes, thank you. And yes. a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, I'll be getting to that, but uh-huh. I think I saw that in this one as yeah. well. Uh, these presents are usually small and are placed in shoes, which are left by the fireplace on Christmas Eve, which mm. is also seen. I've seen that elsewhere as yeah. well. And this did morph into presents under the tree for yeah. some. So some mm-hmm. might leave slippers or shoes. Or I kind of like that. And so it's like smaller yeah, gifts. Right. Yeah. Okay, next. I, I didn't put an orange in my shoe. <laughs> Why? Because my shoes stink. Yeah, that would make it smell good. <laughs> <laughs> smell like oranges. And then I'd eat it. 
Ew, ew, uh, ew, a toe orange. <laughs> Why? Okay, we need to get off of feet. <laughs> Maybe I don't like that custom. Actually, it sounds like my nightmare now that I've thought about it. Okay, anyway. Uh, Bobo Natale. Yeah. Um, and this is Italy. Ah. So this is Italy's other Christmas figure, from what uh-huh. I can tell, alongside La Bufana, yes. which you talked about last, last year, year, right? And that's the Christmas witch. Yeah. So we love that. Uh, this also translates to something close to Daddy Christmas. <laughs> Hey, Daddy. <laughs> hey, Daddy Christmas. Um, and this is an elderly gentleman who delivers presents to children on Christmas. So pretty nice. like, I yeah. mean, I don't, there wasn't anything about this one that like, but yeah. I'm sure once you dive in, dive there's into the, yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, I feel like a lot of people will know this one yeah. because of the office. And this is Pelschnickel or Belschnickel. Belschnickel. The way Scott Calvin says it, yeah. I hope this is what he meant because yeah. he said it and I was like, what the what fuck did you say? He said something Nicole. Yeah. And I like, I looked and looked and this was all that came up. So okay. this would be from Germany. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is a, a crotchety Christmas figure. It was described as crotchety, crotchety. quite a lot. I like that word. Crotchety. crotchety. That carries a stink. Crotchety. Crotchety. You know what? You, you have been a little crotchety. <laughs> You have been a little bit. I will I will call you up. Um, a crotchety Christmas figure, TM, mm-hmm. in folklore that brings treats to good children and punishment to the bad ones. Yikes. A lot of like Krampus energy yeah, you're yeah, seeing yeah. too. Um, traditionally, he would do this alongside St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. So some I saw that he was like St. Nicholas's companion and okay. others I saw it was just Belschnickel. So I don't yeah. know. Uh, he wears fur, has a long tongue. Again, oh, Krampus-like, yeah. and he carries a whip or a switch. Mm. There you go. There you go. He also looks very raggedy. Gene Simmons. <laughs> okay, with the tongue. Ooh, that would be a good mashup. But imagine him coming at you at Christmas. At Christmas? No. It's nothing sacred. Leave me alone, Gene Simmons. <laughs> uh, you may hear a lot about this one in Pennsylvania Dutch communities. Mm, Belschnickel, yeah. So Dwight Trout, if you know The Office, mm. there is a Christmas episode where he dresses up as Belschnickel. It's great. Yeah. Go watch it. But that would make sense. Yeah. Me and Jake were just talking about this. The uh, writers in The Office did a really good job yeah. at weaving in like Pennsylvania yes. landmarks and yeah. like stuff that the you would know, Dutch, yeah. yeah. So that was a good example. Mm-hmm. All right. So this last one, yeah. Okay, this was always our favorite. Topo Gigi. Okay. <laughs> so it is Italian, is it? but this is actually not a Christmas figure at all, oh. from what I can tell. Wow. Um, it seems like this was Scott Calvin making a little silly joke, oh. and that's why he does that laugh after. <laughs> he does yeah. this really yeah. specific laugh. Yeah. Um, so this is actually the name of an Italian mouse puppet character. Okay. So kind of like, yeah. you know, like yeah. a Sesame Street puppet um, as seen on the Ed Sullivan show. Hey. So there is an Ed Sullivan Christmas special where Topo Gijo is seen dressed up like Santa Claus. So maybe <laughs> that it was just like a joke. A little tongue in cheek there. Yeah. Oh, I see. But that's so funny because every time he says that one, I was like, ooh, what's that one? And then I was right. like, oh, not it's even not even Santa. Santa. But, Cute. you know, maybe a little gotcha. a little joke of the times. Yeah. So there you go. I love that. Those are the Santas. Isn't that fun? That's so fun. I like that little lesson. I like that, that too. Cute. I'm excited to, again, this is all extensive and there's, yes. you know, I'm excited to dive yes. more in. Yeah. Okay, fun. So fun. Uh, would you like some fun and random facts? There surprisingly were not that many. Really? I thought there would have been more. Oh my gosh. Um, this was Tim Allen's first lead role in a film. I did know that. that. I did not know I that. Know that know surprised that. me. After Home um, Improvement. Well, he was like big on that. Again, I never liked that. I was never into mm, that I show never or anything. Really but this was like maybe at his 
height uh, of popularity. Zenith. And then he's, this is when he started his film uh, career. Okay. Um, it was intended for Bill Murray, this oh role, interestingly, but he Hilarious. declined. Uh-huh. Uh, Robin Williams and Chevy Chase were also considered. Hmm, Robin Williams, ouch. I maybe would have liked Robin Williams in that role, but it definitely would have been different. Definitely. He's not good at playing that, like an act, like, an Scott asshole. Calvin was an asshole. Like that yeah. was kind of like he had yeah. to be a little bit of an asshole. And he was really good at it. And he was really, I wonder why. Okay. <laughs> um, Alan oh, was famously miserable while making this movie. There oh. it is. Uh, namely because of the poorly ventilated Santa suit and prosthetics in the dead of summer. And I think oh. I read that it was filmed in Canada, but it was like hot. Uh, and so yeah. there were some issues yeah. and he was just kind of miserable. I see. I don't think Grumpus. people enjoyed the experience with him. Uh. <laughs> he was a little bit of a Grinch. I see. Uh, some of the story was inspired by an episode of the 1980s anthology series called Amazing Stories. I have never heard of uh, this. I have heard of that, but um, I don't think I've seen them. Okay, there was an episode called Santa 85 that I think has oh. like a Santa Claus being arrested. Okay. And so you can see yeah, some yeah. ties there. I there see. you go. All right. There are elves hidden all over this movie. And now yes. this, I find a new one. Each time time. I watch it, and it took me years. So cute. Yeah, so all around Charlie and Scott, all throughout the movie, like in Charlie's Mm. school and when they're walking down the street, you can see some of the characters are elves because they're like watching out for them. Yeah, and they're like 20 years. (laughs) Elves are so cute. cute. Um, There's also a hidden nod to Home Alone 2, which is the best Home Alone. Mm -hmm. It is better than the first. In my opinion, the (laughs) other ones are just trash. We don't talk about those. (laughs) Uh, but there is a nod on the police officer's whiteboard. It says something about the neighbors being in Florida, uh, which is where they're at in right, Home right, Alone right, too. Right. Cute. I like stuff like that. <laughs> uh, when the mom receives her mystery date game, you can like faintly hear the board game's commercial theme song uh, playing in play. the background. Okay. That's a pretty detail. Yeah. Mystery date game. I yeah, think you that remember was... that? Yeah, we had a version in the '90s that it was called like, was it called Mystery Date? I don't know. It was something like that, though. Yeah, it was very similar. Now it's going to bother me. Mm. (laughs) I'm going to have to ponder that. You have to dive in. Uh, Portraits of past Santas can be seen in Santa Claus's room at the North Pole. And that implies (laughs) that, like, obviously, you know, there's been many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he too will die. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye, Scott Calvin. Uh-huh. When Scott Calvin switches from black to red Converse shoes, Converse shoes, try to say that fast. Converse shoes, Converse shoes, Converse shoes, Converse shoes. That was really ignorant. You know, the way you said that was rude. <laughs> I didn't like the spice. You could have tried to make me feel better. Black to red Converse uh-huh. shoes. It was hard yeah. for me. He does this as he begins to embrace being Santa. Set. So uh-huh. when he like fully embraces Santa Claus, he wears heart. the red. I, yeah, there. You know, I appreciate a I little color detail yeah. like that. Um, okay. On older releases of the film, Scott Calvin says the line 1-800-SPANK-ME mm-hmm. at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. This turned out to be an actual phone sex line number. Oh, no. And Disney obviously received complaints from parents whose kids were calling the number. Uh-uh. This is, this just shows like Was how far the internet has it? come. <laughs> Was he using mm, the number? Probably. He probably set it up. No, I'm just gonna, no, no, that's, that's me. It's my side biz. Um, the line was cut for future releases, and then the line was edited for television, but I think it has since been added back in. Like, uh-huh. I think I heard it when yeah. I watched it, and I, I, say, I think I, I watched it on Amazon, sadly, so yeah. I think it's back. Yeah, definitely remember that I think line. that I read that Disney, like, bought 
the number and disconnected it. So uh, now if you call it, I don't know, someone tried to call it. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's all I, I have for the that. Santa Claus. I'm going to go try to call that number. I know. Laura's like, ooh. <laughs> I'm going to see what it says. Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> I'm going to see what it says. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Oh, my uh, goodness. That's the Santa Claus. You know what? I do enjoy that one. It is one of the only Christmas movies that I have watched this year. Wow. Because yeah. I told you I've been feeling yeah. kind of like just, I don't know. And Rumpus. you know what I really, but I kind of liked that it's been one of the only ones yeah. because it felt, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It felt intentional yeah. and I really enjoyed it. Go watch the movie. I love Yay, that. Yay. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yay. All right, Laura, what do you got for me? What do I have? Well, Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Yours was a patron pick, Mine right? Mine was a patron pick. Our yes. patrons get voting power, so every once in a while we'll throw up two options and then what wins is what we yeah. do. And they picked... They had three. We got Scrooged. We got, I knew as soon as you said that as an option, yeah. I was like, oh, you're going to be talking about Scrooge. Scrooged. This is one of the best. This is hilarious. It really is. I think it tops hilarity. From your, I mean, your movie is funny. No, this one this is hilarious. One is hilarious. And ups the asshole behavior. Oh like, my he's gosh. such a fucking he's asshole such an in this asshole. movie. He yeah. is. He really is. All right, this is a 1988. You know what? Yeah, American Christmas fantasy comedy. Okay. So that's like 35 years holds ago. Holds the fuck up, though. And it's so funny. It does hold up, but a lot of like the. People, you can hear me slurping my drink. <laughs> Jake is going to be really upset with you. A lot of the people and celebrities and you like stuff that they talk about, like very dated, like very dated for and people maybe right. younger than me. Like or, in my yeah. day when this came out, it was like, oh wow, a the star-studded top of the top. cast, yeah. yes. Like, uh, and I'll mention one of the characters. Like he was at his zenith. Oh but, really? Okay. Yeah. So this was directed by Richard Donner. Okay. So remember, we've talked about. Have him. we talked about him? Goonies. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, in the Lethal Weapon franchise. Okay. So he knows what he's Superman. doing a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> written, written by Mitch Glazer and Michael O'Donohue. O'Donohue. Uh, based on the 1843 novella. Novella. A Christmas Carol. You love Charin, it. Charles Dick Charn. By Charn Dickinson. Who's Charn? Charles. <laughs> Sister. <laughs> Charn. Charn Dickens. <laughs> Charles. And this is this is one of my you favorite love it. I was happy stories. you got this one because it makes sense. I love this book. I love this story. It's very personal to me. Hmm. I just I love it. I yeah. collect it it's a when classic. I go somewhere. You do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, music mm-hmm. by Danny Elfman. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. Ooh, it's really weird. You just said that because he popped up on my TikTok. And okay, when I see like. People that I've liked for years on my TikTok, it feels like, what are you doing here? Like, it feels like, okay, and he was doing some weird shit on there. Was he really? Go look it up. (laughs) Oh, no. I think he was showing, like, a mummified head. And I was like, Danny Elfman, okay. (laughs) Like, why? Okay. (laughs) I got it from Beetlejuice. (laughs) Honestly. I did not know that he was involved in this. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, The budget was 32 mil. 
Uh, did a hundred mil at the box office, so not too shabby. Okay. But I think uh, Bill Murray had higher hopes for it coming off of Ghostbusters, you know, because oh, it was this like, was after that Ghostbusters. Was a slam dunk. Oh, boom! boom. Yeah. Okay, yes. So cast here you go. <laughs> you know what, Bill Murray. Bill Murray's there in he it. Is. He plays Frank Cross. Maybe that's why he passed up on the Santa Claus, aka right. Yeah, yeah he don't want to be associated with another <laughs> another flop another of a f- Christmas movie. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, Karen. Allen is Claire Phillips. She's the cutest. She is the cutest. Uh, John Forsyth, who at the time was in Dynasty, I believe. I think that's what he he was was in. So he was like a huge deal, Mm. you know. He plays Lou Hayward. Mm. Uh, John Glover is Bryce Cummings. Okay. My favorite, Bobcat Goldthwaite as Elliot Loudermilk. Dude, I love him. Dude. <laughs> I love him. Him in One Crazy Summer will never not be fucking hilarious. He just had his heyday around that time. He, he did, was huh? like the shit, the police academy. <laughs> I'm talking like I was there. <laughs> he did. No, he was like was the he? shit around uh, this time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Funny. He was in the police academies and then this. And yeah, like He's you so said, funny. the Cusack film. Um, Michael Pollard as Herman. <laughs> okay. And Ramsey. As and Ramsey, I can't remember what her name was. Oh, okay, well, she's <laughs> you a, might know her as Mama Fratelli. Oh, shit. yeah, yes, yeah. Oh my god, she is in I this. I think her name's Eve or something. Yes. Okay, yeah. um, Alfre Woodard is Grace, mm-hmm. David Johansson is the ghost of Christmas past, mm-hmm. Nicholas Phillips as Calvin, 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 and uh, Carol Kane is the ghost of Christmas present. She's so funny. And Robert Mitchum as Preston, also another huge, what a huge star. Robert Did I Mitchum. Say that loud. Okay, He's in anyway. one of my favorite um, uh, Christmas movies. What is it? The one with the train, Holiday Affair. I think that's what it's called. You know, oh, this, I like train. that one. I like it's that really one. Good. Yes, yeah, I really okay. like that one. Yes, yes. Wow, you're really throwing it back um, there for <laughs> the folks. Okay, right? yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, and there's so many cameos in this film. There are hilarious, mm-hmm. including the Screwjets played by the Solid Gold Dancers. The Screwjets. <laughs> okay. Does anybody remember that show out there? Oh my God, I was always Solid planted. Gold? Solid Gold. I was a Soul Train. Solid Gold. I was a Soul Train fan. Soul, Soul Train. train. Don Cornelius, Don Cornelius, love him. Rest in peace, my guy. I know, RIP, right. man. Okay, Frank Cross, mm-hmm. a television executive for IBC Television. I have to say, I kept putting down IBS. Oh. <laughs> so like irritable bile syndrome television. Or maybe it was like course correcting or something. Yeah. Anyway, he's a television executive for IBC Television. Okay. And he has a rather sick and sadistic approach to his programming. Mm-hmm. His sole intent, of course, to boost ratings, no matter what the cost. Yeah, shock and awe. Get to the top. Uh, as he sits at the head of the table with mm-hmm. his staff in the IBC conference room. <laughs> in the IBS conference room, where you go if you have IBS. Uh, you're only allowed in here if you struggle with IBS. Yes, right. <laughs> well, after, you know, having to deal with him, you probably do have IBS. Uh, right. Anyway, they view the trailers for the upcoming flicks, uh, The Night the Reindeers Died. Okay. Where Santa and Mrs. Claus and the elves, one literally looks like Cher. It was hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> is that Cher? Cher? <laughs> Cher, what are you doing here? If I could turn back time. Uh, they're under attack. Okay. In swoops, Lee Majors. <laughs> now, see, this is one, again. That might go um, over some people's People might heads. not know. Dude, I had the biggest crush on Lee Majors. Yeah. Holy shit. When he was young, he was in the big valley. Okay, Laura. And he was in the fall guy. And he was the six million dollar man. You know I mean, what? come I on. Give me his whole catalog. He Keep comes going. in <laughs> to save the day. Love He's it. still alive, too. Okay, way to go. Lee Majors, you rock. <laughs> 
Obviously, congratulations, you're still here. Obviously, given the title, the reindeer do not make it. Right, I'm gonna guess they died. They died. It's because of the night that they one died. Night. <laughs> then on to a commercial for Robert Goulet's Goulet. Goulet. old-fashioned Cajun Christmas. <laughs> we see Rob standing in a canoe paddling himself down the bayou with an alligator nipping at his heels. All I can think of is Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. <laughs> I read that. I'm like, Will Ferrell. And then him and Beetlejuice. Hilarious. I love somebody that can make fun of themselves. And Robert Goulet, damn it. You know what? You just roll with those punches. That is our kind of person. If you know how to laugh at yourself, Robert I love it. Goulet. Uh, rounding out the segment is commercial for the show. Father loves beaver. <laughs> Which is a spoof on Leave It to Beaver. It looks just like it. And the Wally character's like, where's dad? And the mom's like, well, if I know him, he's probably out chasing beaver. <laughs> That's said. totally a joke and I would write. Enough said right there. Uh, uh, now the Mac Daddy. Did we ever tell the story about how your dad referred to beaver as bearded clams? <laughs> <laughs> I think we... Any chance I get to tell people that, I will tell it. I will tell people that. I don't that. even know where he came up with that. He at. just randomly told me one day. In my day, we called it bearded clams, and I about lost it. Now I will never forget it. It lives in the old memory bank. Now every time you see a clam, are you checking to see if they have a beard? Me and Jay say bearded clam at least five times a day. Solidified in your life. 100%. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, anyway. Okay, now the Mac Daddy of them all, a live performance of a Christmas carol. Okay. On Christmas Day or Christmas yes. Eve, forcing the staff to work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailer, in his opinion, is lackluster. Frank screams for something a bit more terrifying. Okay. Uh, when executive Elliot Loudermilk, played by Bob <laughs> Elliot Loudermilk, so hilarious, uh, disagrees with his tactics, mm. uh, he is promptly shown the door. And the poor man spends the majority of the movie down on his luck <laughs> through some very comedic scenes, which are hilarious. I know. Oh. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, later, Frank's personal assistant, Grace. Oh, I know. This tells kills me. I know. Tells him it's time to go over his Christmas gift giving list. <laughs> if you made the cut, you get a state of the art VCR. Okay. You know what? I love it. <laughs> ten, ten if not, you get an IBC monogram bath towel. <laughs> You get some IBS medication. <laughs> Frank's own brother doesn't even make the cut. Damn. <laughs> Enjoy the bath down, my friend. You know what? <laughs> when Grace inquires about her Christmas bonus. Excuse me. Hi. <laughs> Enjoy the towel, Grace. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That kills yeah. me. This is very unfortunate because Grace is the sole support of her family. Yes. And her son, Calvin, has not spoke a word. And I didn't realize this is why, since he witnessed his dad being murdered five years earlier. When they say that so nonchalantly, I'm like, did I not know this? How did I not know this? (laughs) Our brains probably shielded us from that really terrible and sad information. Did that just go over my head? Oh my God, Calvin, no wonder he isn't fucking talking. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, Grace really could have used that bonus. You know Uh, what I'm saying? I think so. (laughs) Are we beginning to see that Frank is our... Ebenezer Scrooge. He's our Scott Calvin. He's our Scrooge. He's our Grinch. He is. Uh, later that night, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the night before Christmas. Okay, yeah. <laughs> As Frank pours himself a cocktail, he is visited by his former mentor, 
Lou. Love uh, this <laughs> scene. Scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Can I, I tell know, you that? Right? It did. Yeah. Uh, he has long shuffled off the mortal coil. He's a little Seven dusty. Seven years ago, to be exact. A little musty, little dusty. Lou himself was unloved. He was a piece of shit. <laughs> Lou himself was yeah. a piece of shit. He was unloved. And yeah. he came to warn Frank to change his ways. Or end up like me. That's right. He's wearing his best golf duds. There's a point where I had to think again how this doesn't pass because uh, Frank gets scared and shoots him and he's all full of holes. And then he right. pours himself a drink and drinks it. He's and it like, goes through the holes. Right. right. And he's like, you can do whatever you want to me. He's like, but I have to draw the line at the Bacardi. And I was like, okay. is Bacardi like a top shelf alcohol? It? It's not anymore. Is was it, it not? back then? I don't, I don't think so. I I don't think it's a top shelf alcohol. Maybe he just like shitty alcohol. Well, I think back then it was. Oh, back That's then it I'm was saying. top shelf. I think back then Bacardi was the shit and now oh, I don't fuck, think I don't it really is. I don't know enough about alcohol. Oh, that's interesting I don't that either, that would change like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That's what I think. That's I what I love think. that scene though when he's like all full of holes and he's drinking that and he's just so crusty looking. Like I he's know. spooky. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he is And the creepy. way he talks. And he takes his glasses off and his eyeballs are no, like. I hate it. Yes. Uh, Lou warns Frank that he's going to be visited by three more ghosts yes. to help him see the error of his ways mm-hmm. and get his shit straight. It's Christmas. You heard That's me slurp right. again. I'm sorry. Someone, take a, slurp slurp so Someone take a slurp count. Being a so slurp will count. Uh, Lou's last gift before parting is to doubt Frank's long lost love, Claire. Claire. Frank leaves a message because he just shit his pants. Right? And hey, he's Claire, terrified. I'm over here shit my <laughs> I need some help. Hey, Claire, so this thing just happened? I haven't talked to you in like 15 right. years, but me, hey. When are you going to let of this? I guess Claire hasn't been busy for the last 15 years because the next day she promptly arrives at the soundstage because Laura, to check in on Frank. Hey, Lord. This or is, Lumpy, as she calls him. Okay. Lumpy. You know what? Not the best, not the most <laughs> cutest nickname. This is where your icy heart is showing. She's right. in love with him, Lord. That's why she shows up at the drop of a dot. Would you get it together? <laughs> She's in love. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, he has regained his composure, and he really doesn't have time for Claire. And she can see that he really hasn't changed much, so she excuses herself and heads back to work at the homeless shelter. Okay, yes, Claire is a lovely human being. She is, because, of course, she is a gal with a heart of gold. I was going to say, yeah. Who just wants to help all of humanity. Right, and she ended up with this fucking knucklehead. Yeah, right. Uh, with yikes. his jag off, as us, jag off. As us Pittsburghers would say. <laughs> Later that day, Frank has lunch with his boss, Preston, who thinks uh, Frank's cheese is indeed sliding off of his cracker. You are accurate. Due to the pressures of the show. <laughs> okay. We know that's not correct. <laughs> he introduces Bryce Cummings as Frank's new assistant. Bryce is secretly vying for Frank's job. Ooh. And of course we know the show is not the cause for the stress, right? But rather right. The, the, ghost. A- the appearance of our long lost dead friend. Could be the ghost. Lou. <laughs> Lou. <laughs> it's spelled L-E-W. I think it's not L-O-U, no, I right? I don't like it. Why? Lou. Like Lewis. Must be short for Lewis. Oh. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Of course, the, the, the humor and the one-liners are priceless in this movie. I mean, movie. it's Bill Murray. It's like a laugh yeah, riot from start Bill to Murray. finish. I, could, I couldn't even include them, which was hard for me because I love the They're, details. It's right? one of these movies. I think both of our movies are ones that you have to watch to oh like pick gosh. up on all of the funny elements. Absolutely. So after seeing an eyeball in his drink and throwing okay, water on the waiter that he believes is on fire, he goes out to hail a taxi. He's like, maybe I have a little bit of an issue here. That's right. <laughs> Welcome, Ghost of Christmas Past. 
Which is interesting. I like how the ghosts come just during the day, which is a different twist. To be honest, this yeah. is probably maybe my favorite. Like, I love this, this adaptation. Ghost. I love this taxi yeah. ghost. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's cool. I think he's he, perfect. That's because he reminds you of the taxi driver in Halloween Town. That's right. I knew it. I said <laughs> you it. You know what? Excuse <laughs> I said uh, me. <laughs> there was no need for that. You know what? Oh, my God. Are you right? I think I am. Oh, wait to just call me out. Ha-ha. Oh, my God. He is giving Benny a little yeah, bit. Okay. I right. saw this first, though. So maybe Benny is giving a ghost of Christmas present. There you go. Ah. Okay. Anyway. There you go. Or past. Is he past? He's past. He's past. In more ways than one. <laughs> yeah. We see young Frank who finds love in the television set due to his cold hearted father who doesn't even show up to put lights or put up a tree. And he tosses Frank aside a veal as a Christmas gift because he's a butcher. Oh, okay. Uh, that's love all that. he gets for Christmas. He's like, oh, hey, hey, dads, act right. <laughs> act right. The ghost tells Frank from that day on, he spent the next 15 years of his life sitting on his ass watching television. Mm, Frank disagrees. So, yeah. And recounts a time that he won the big game for his baseball team. And the ghost says, nope, that was the kid on the courtship <laughs> of Eddie's father. <laughs> it was uh, a great nope. show. Mr. Bill Bixby loved there him. Uh, R.I.P. Then Frank recalls another time when he was running down a hillside covered in flowers and there was a beautiful girl with pigtails. He says, let me stop you right there, Frankie. <laughs> that was a little house on the prairie. So, oh, so he lived his life through He lived his life through television. Yes. Oh. Uh, the next stop of the night, he we see how he and Claire meet and fall in love. And then how he his, ruins it. How his ambition to climb the corporate ladder kind of leads them to go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best part of this whole thing is the curly mullet that Bill Murray is sporting. <laughs> when he's in that costume. <laughs> oh it is a Canadian waterfall. It is a Tennessee twister. It is a... <laughs> And it's like an attempt to make him look much younger and it just is an epic fail. It is. Was that what they were trying to do? I think so. Wow. I've got an ape drape. Yes, I do. (laughs) I've got hockey hair. Yes, I do. Love that vandals tune. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, it was bad. But that scene. Oh. Oh, yeah. Cuts to the core. That scene is rough. Yeah. Good acting chops. You can think about my needs. (laughs) 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 After the ghost disappears, there is a glimmer that Frank's icy heart may be thawing. Just a little bit. (laughs) And he heads to the shelter to see Claire. Okay. However, the Titanic iceberg is back in a flash when he becomes annoyed with a few of the folks who are there. Nice. Uh, They may mistake him for Richard Burton. This is a good one because Richard Burton is like... Was he a big at the time? Oh, a huge actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they're asking Dick to recite a few lines. See, I think that must have went over my... I don't think I knew that. Oh my gosh. So like for people like me, I'm like, that was classic. That was great. Okay. Uh, Which he does and it's hilarious. Mama Fratelli's like, dude, for me, Dick. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Mama Fratelli. (laughs) Uh, He is particularly annoyed by Herman who asks Frank for $2. I want my two dollars. Two dollars. So he can heat his place because he's cold. Right. How fucking ignorant of him. Frank declines, claiming he blew it all on Liz. So if you knew, Richard Burton was married to Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, so deep cut. Oh, I like the deep little, cut there. Yes. Um, and it was like a tumultuous r- relationship. Got it. Um, anyway, he gets shitty with Claire and tells her she needs to scrape these people off. And if you want to oh save someone, Claire, save yourself. Ooh, ooh, I know. Then, I can hear his voice saying yes. it. Ooh. And then I mean, he's a like, good actor. And then but. he like walks out and she's like, lumpy. 
And I'm like, dude, I would have kicked him in the balls. I would have been like, first of all, motherfucker, you come right here. You, you want to say that? Say it a little closer. I would have kicked him in the balls. Oh, I would kicked, not have been going, kicked. Lumpy. Those balls wouldn't have been on this planet, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, fuck that. But, I mean, poor girl, because right. she really does love him. She sees, she sees she's, really she deep sees, down in there, man. Good for her. She sees underneath the Titanic. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> uh, the ghost of Christmas present appears, which is Carol Kane. Hilarious. She's hilarious, but her <laughs> voice just Annoying. like grates on my nerves. <gasps> she likes to max them 25 yeah, times. She looks like a beautiful flitting fairy. Mm-hmm. Bubbles are floating all around her and then she flies over and she does kick him right in the but ball. But she's like so. silly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad someone did. You're right. Uh, she punches and slaps him throughout her time, to, really so. time together to get him to focus. Wake right. up. <laughs> Wake up, <laughs> she motherfucker. says. Uh, she takes him to uh, Grace's home and he sees that maybe he hasn't been very nice to his loyal assistant. Yeah. Of course, he had no idea about anything going on in her life. Well, that would require you to take your head out of your own fucking ass, buddy. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, a trip to his brother's Christmas party in which he defends his brother's miserly ways. Yeah. Melts Frank's Ouch. heart just a bit. Uh, the, gro- the ghost drops him off in a space underneath a sidewalk where he finds... Mama Fratelli. No, it's Herman. Oh, it's her. Why did I always think poor it was Herman. Mama Fratelli? It wasn't Mama Fratelli. It was poor Herman. Who needed the he $2? He was frozen to death. He needed his $2. <laughs> no. The Playtex gloves he was sporting, <laughs> they were like red. I was like, do they even make those in Lord, red? That's Lord. what I was wondering. Focus. Anyway, it wasn't enough to keep him warm. Right. Warm. <laughs> Frank thinks maybe he should have gave him the $2. You know what? You don't yeah. say. Too late now, buddy. Yep. Uh, when Frank arrives back at the television rehearsals for the live show, he is clearly losing it. Yes, yes, yes. His boss tells him, take some time off. He's had a breakthrough. And he puts Bryce <laughs> in charge, right? Yeah. And as if his day could not get any worse, Frank is confronted by an off-the-hinges Elliot Loudermilk, <laughs> who is wielding a shotgun. So funny. And he is out for blood, blaming right. Frank for the loss of his job, his home, his family, all in the span of 24 Again, hours. Again, deservedly so. Yes. Frank makes a run for it and collides with the ghost of Christmas future in the elevator. Mm. And we all know how this sounds, right? Yes. He has seen the error of his ways. He has shown his own demise. It's just ugly. You're going to end up like your golf buddy. That's right. And so he ends up back in the elevator to which he exits a completely changed man. There it is. But Elliot is still on manhunt until Frank (laughs) offers him a newer, higher paying position. Yay. Which he promptly accepts. He and Elliot take over the live production so Frank can get on and declare his newfound love for life. Yes. He makes a plea. I love life. (laughs) I love life. It is like so cheese. It tells me so. Yeah. It is cheese. He makes a plea to the, his love, Claire, who, of course, jumps right in a taxi. Oh. Not Harry Chapin. He wasn't driving it. Okay. And he heads to the studio to join her lumpy. What about Joni Mitchell? <laughs> Joni Mitchell. <laughs> Did you get it? My big yellow taxi. Yeah, okay. There it is. <laughs> All the songs about taxis. Who else we got? We'll wrap it up. Uh. Uh, Grace's son, Calvin, who is on set with mom, joins Frank and speaks for the first time. God bless us, everyone. There it is. Frank leads the cast in singing Put a Little Love in Your Heart by Annie oh, Lennox. By a little Miss Annie Lennox. And the Reverend Al Green. In the world. Oh, my God, it is Al Green, isn't it's it? the Reverend Al. Wow. Yeah. What a tune. 
and all of the ghosts, including Herman, because he's now an angel. Number. They have a jam. I love that. And they all live happily ever after. You know what? The end. <laughs> Screw it. It's a great movie. It's a really good one. I hadn't seen it in a while. I mean, and it's I'm the like, classic it's just tale, so hilarious. But I like, they switched it up. I yeah. like it. Like, it's not the classic Marley. It's not yeah. that. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was a good adaptation. Very I 80s. Thought. Yeah. Um, well, here's a few fun facts. Okay. It was filmed in just three months. Really? Whoa. Okay, impressive. And uh, like uh, your dude. Yeah, yeah. Whatever yep, his yep. name is. Tim Allen. Tim Allen, yes. Oh, Bill Murray was he an ass. Well, Bill Murray and Richard Donner did not. Didn't get along. See eyes. See, yeah, they didn't see eyes. <laughs> okay, know. oops. I don't think they got along Little very feud. Well. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bill Murray ad-libbed most of his lines. That not doesn't shocking. surprise me, yeah. Uh, his first starring role since Ghostbusters in 84, because he took a four-year hiatus to live in Paris. Okay. Although he did take on a small part in the little shop of horrors. Oh my God. Yeah, he sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Little, he was a little freak. He was. Um, Probably not far from the. (laughs) Maybe not. When it comes to Bill Murray, it is a family affair. His brothers, Brian Doyle. Yes, he's in this. Angel appear in the movie. Oh my God. Brian Doyle Murray, of course, is his father. Mm -hmm. John, I think, or Joel. One is the brother and one is the brother's guest at the party. You know, I didn't even really realize. I knew the one. And the one is the, is John Cusack's best friend in One Crazy Summer. Oh my God. Bill Murray's. It's Bill Murray's brother? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I that. That's Joel. Okay, Joel. That's weird. And they also appear in his other movies, Caddyshack, Groundhog Day, so Ghostbusters 2. You know what? Yes. I hate to say it, but if I, if I made movies, I probably would include Nepotism. the same people. <laughs> Nepotism. <Right. laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the IBC promotional slogan. You'll love it. (laughs) Okay. You know what? That's kind of cute. There you go. Love it. Uh, The Coca-Cola diet soda called Mm -hmm. Tab. Oh yeah. Tab. tab. That was features Coca-Cola's diet soda. I know. Features throughout the film is the first diet soda produced on a national level. Really? Starting in 1963. And it wasn't discontinued until 2020. I was going to say they were st- crazy, right? Really? Yeah. I thought that Tab. went out long ago. Uh, long ago. I thought that was well, a goner. I, yeah. I think probably so did everyone else. That's right? why it's not here anymore. Yeah. There's a one point in the movie where he's like going to some event where he's getting an award and they're walking down the street and they're street musicians. Yeah. Uh, and you don't really pay attention to them, but they were actually Paul Schaefer, David Sanborn, Larry Carlton, and Miles Davis. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me, Miles right. Davis is just chilling in the back of one of these scenes? Yeah. What? That crazy? That's oh pretty cool. Oh my God, cool. that's pretty cool. I like that. Ooh, I like that little Easter yeah, egg. Yeah, so after I saw it, I was like, I had to go, back, go back and like, I had to go back and check <laughs> Miles, it out. That what is are you doing Miles here? Davis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, movie critic Roger Ebert, we know him, we love him. Did he love said, it or hate he it? He said this film was the worst adaptation of A Christmas Carol he had ever seen. I think we have concluded that me and Robbie Rob are not, we don't see eye to eye. Every time I like, I like something, he's like, this is shit. <laughs> So, <laughs> there you go. Oh, my gosh. Uh, one of the names on Frank Cross's gift list. Yeah. Colonel Tom Parker, Elvis's manager. Ew. There you go. I wonder if he got a VCR. 
You know what I bet he did. Yeah. And today it's hard for us to fathom. That was a big deal. The excitement over receiving a VCR. I was going to say that was a big deal. That was expensive. Uh, Because you could pick them up for a few bucks at any Goodwill. But when this movie was made, a VCR cost around $500 to $1,500. Yeah, this is a big deal. Which would be about $1,000 to $3,000 It was like the new piece of, you have to think, it was like the brand new piece of technology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always like to watch The Wedding Singer in the 80s. Yeah. And when Jules doesn't understand the, the, what does he get her, a DVD player? Yeah, I think it is a DVD player. Yeah, I mean, it's like you have to think. She's like, okay. Great. Or a yeah. CD player. He gets a her a CD, CD player. Oh, a CD player. Yes. <laughs> he plays CDs. And yes. she doesn't, yeah. What? It's kind of similar. That's you have VCRs? Funny. Hey, and you know what? They're starting to get hard to find again. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have one, I would, I would keep it. it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And those tapes? Hey, oh, always keep, keep your them. tapes or pass yep. them off to us. You can always right. send, you can always send a, a VHS to our PO box. <laughs> always, <laughs> except if it's a homemade one, because you know those like to have little hidden secrets, and I would rather not discover those. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My favorite homemade uh, VCR movie is the one I taped the Elvis. I know, and it has the douche commercial. All those like seventies commercials. They're hilarious. So funny. Yeah, the watches and the douches. Yeah, <laughs> the Timex commercial. The Timex so commercial takes a lick in. Huh? Keeps, keeps on, on taking. Um, all right. So, what is my lesson? Oh my gosh! Right. I don't this know. This is a difficult one because I my favorite Scrooge is the one with Albert Finney, which is an all I British you, cast. Mm-hmm, I think you might be alone in that. Really? I don't know how I don't know how the Brits feel, but <laughs> that is my favorite. <laughs> and, so the, and the soundtrack, I love the whole. I love it all. Anyway, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but randomly, the other day, I was like, I put on this movie called "The Man Who Invented Christmas." Okay, um, it came out in 2017. I really liked it. It's mm-hmm. a good watch. I recommend it. Okay, um, and it's about how Charles Dickens came to write the Christmas Carol. Okay, so you were all on it. I was all on it, but I was, this was before I knew that I was doing this movie. Oh, before they so it was like Scrooge. a totally random oh, thing, right? Oh, okay. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. Okay. Um, and in the movie, it's discussing like how he came up with the idea to write this story. Okay. And he had, um, I think it was a nanny or something. And she was telling his kids a, like an old folktale. Okay. And so when she finished, he asked her like, what, what is that? Like, what were you talking about? Okay. And she, she mentioned the wild hunt. And I said, oh. hmm. And it like. This caught, came up in my research. It caught my ear because mm-hmm. it had come up in my Yule research. And it's the name of a song we like too. Yes. That, like, I feel like. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, hmm. So it's kind of like a stretch. But I mean, not really. Okay. I'm, like, okay. Ooh, I'm very interested. So I'm going to dive into that. Ooh. Yeah. Because it comes from Yule mythology. Okay. All right. So the 12 day festival known as Yuletide fell uh-huh. during the winter solstice. And if you haven't listened to our Witch Whisper this week, it's all about Yule. Yeah. Uh, so these days, as we discussed, encompassed feasting, fornication, and animal sacrifices. Feast- okay. <laughs> well, you had me at the feasting and the fornication. <laughs> animal sacrifice, no. You can leave that one. There you go. Um, also, at this time, especially for the Germanic people, Yule was an important time to pay homage to the gods and goddesses. And it stood alone as their most important celebration of the year. Right, right. Um, So, and the father of Norse gods was Odin. Great, Odin's Great beard. Odin's beard. Okay. He was front and center. His, li- his name literally translates to Yule father. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so I didn't know Interesting, that. right? Fa- oh, cute. Also known as Daddy Christmas. Okay. <laughs> there Bye. it is again. 
Bonjour, Christmas. Ah. All right, during Yule, something known as the Wild Hunt pops up in connection with these gods, okay. and specifically Odin. Oh, I'm very excited because I saw that. It really caught my attention on one of my Santas, and I was like, what's yeah. that? Yeah, Ooh, was it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think we could probably dive deeper. Yay. Uh, they, of course... Vary depending on the storyteller. Sure. Uh, and the ge- geographic location. Okay. So now we discussed in the Yule Witch Whisper how these cultures believed the veil between the living and the dead was thinnest right. during this time. Okay. Uh, so no surprise you may see some ghostly apparitions flitting about. Mm. But put quite simply, the wild hunt was a procession of ghostly huntsmen okay. that rode the night sky in a carriage. Wink, oh, wink, a sleigh. Like a Santa sleigh. Pulled by their ghostly steeds. Like wink, a wink, reindeer. Or they would walk among the woods. Okay. The hunting party differs from place to place. Okay. Some say they are elves. Oh. So it's a god at the helm and then the elves. elves or fairies. Others claim them to be demons or the devil himself pulling the sleigh. Okay. Uh, possibly fallen gods and goddesses mm. leading the charge. But the wild hunt was a time when the dead walked among us in mass hunting. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Yes. Spooky a little bit. Yeah. So the leader of this party also differs from town to town, but Odin, sometimes referred to as Woden, is the god most closely associated with the wild hunt. Okay. But other notable figures would be Finn McCool in Ireland, which we've talked we've about. We've talked about Finn McCool. Um, and King Arthur. Which is really? interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Huh. Uh, so most stories report the wild hunt as evil, mm. a sign of bad things to come. Okay. Possibly an omen of war or plague on its way. Okay, great. It could also indicate that if you set your sights upon it, uh, you would surely You're going to be joined. Oh, no. Yeah. It also... If you saw it, could mean nasty and unpredictable weather. So again, we're looking at a time like a when bad omen. Okay. Yeah, and you're looking at a time when winters are harsh and the weather is unpredictable sure. and people are getting sick. So you know this kind of all the folklore kind yeah, of ties in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the tales of the wild hunt passed down through storytelling caught the ears of one Jacob Grimm. Okay. Who popularized the folktale in his book. Uh, Deutsch mythology in 1835. Okay. And although pre-Christian in origin, he claims the tale was not all doom and gloom. Okay. It's a little more positive spin. Yeah. Indicating it could be a harbinger of good or evil, depending on who showed up for the ride, Mm. the speed at which they traveled, (laughs) and the noises that could be heard throughout the night sky. Oh, shit. Like a cat call. Oh, my God. Wait, that is super spooky. (laughs) Now you have to, like, pay attention to what kind of noises you're hearing. Oh, shit. Okay. But, of course, when Christianity. 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 Yeah. Yes. Christianity. (laughs) Christianity. My best friend. (laughs) uh, Barreled into Europe, the wild hunt was then demonized. Ah. Terrifying people from far and wide. They claimed the undead were walking among us, causing death on a mass scale in brutal ways. Ah, yes. okay. Odin himself became a rogue, mm-hmm. a fallen idol, mm. now seen as evil. And this helped turn the tide on the god and goddess worship for the church. Uh, you know, because fear yep, gets you yep, every yep. time. It gets them every time. Every time. Uh-huh. In Sweden, Odin didn't even attain god status. Oh, really? No, he was merely a nobleman. Oh, well. And he chose to hunt on Sundays which was a no-no, of course. It was course. a holy day. Come it's on, a holy no. day of rest. 
His punishment was to roam the night sky, collecting supernatural beings for all of eternity. Oh, that was a punishment? That sounds kind of fun. Right? Well, I mean, like, collecting it. Like, hey, do you want to come with me? Not like I'm forcing you to we're come Sam and, Where's Sam and Dean? <laughs> yeah, right? It right? is very supernatural. Yeah. Modern day neo-pagans have chosen to celebrate the wild hunt in a different way. Okay. Uh, by walking a path in the forest during the day and then retracing that path at night. Oh, I love Gaining that. the trust of the woodland spirits that dwell there. Ooh. And also the practice seems to have migrated from Yule to Salin, which when we talk about like witches and neo-pagans sure. there. Sure. The veil is the thinnest. At, Got yeah, it. at Salin. Okay. Uh, and in lieu of Odin, Hecate is sometimes leading the pack. Interesting. So you can see you how can it see. like just changes. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and that's the wild hunt. Oh, like, I like that. You know, just Ooh, the I tip. really like the, the walking in the woods. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's really interesting because if you have seen, well, I guess maybe in almost every rendition of Scrooge that you watch, uh-huh. but the one thing that was always so unsettling to me, and again, I always say, I say that the Albert Finney one is my favorite, but yeah. there's a point that it's just so terrifying. Sometimes I would go out of the room or oh, whatever. Really? It you scared would do the me. And I really think it reminds me of this. So there's a point when Jacob Marley comes okay. and he's talking to him yes. and he says, he opens the window and he's like, look out, see them. And then some, in some renditions, they'll fly in You'll the night see and ghosts. you see all those ghosts and spirits just so flying it's like the wild out. hunt. I think so. Well, if he was inspired by it, yeah. I'm sure he, oh, yeah. oh I really liked that. I, no, I, I didn't, didn't know. I didn't know about that. Well, and you know, it's interesting because when I like looked up this movie, I thought, well, like, is it based on like real fact of how Charles Dickens wrote this? And it was based on a book about Charles Dickens life. So So I would imagine. Okay. So, I mean, this all kind of gels and makes sense. Hey, it was one of those like Yule things that I was kept seeing, but I wasn't aware of. So I'm very appreciative. And I'm sure that we can dive much deeper into it. I'm sure other customs have different things. Oh, and I'm sure it pops up in other movies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I liked this. Interesting. I mean, this is a classic, you know, Scrooge itself is a really good, like fun version of. Yeah. This is a fun version. Yeah. Because if you really look at the tale of, I mean, it's really about. It's like really rough. Yeah. It's a little harsh. It's It's a little, (laughs) yeah, it's a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, important oh yeah. i like that lord yes. thanks for sharing absolutely oh my god well, another year in the books another year another in the year books. in the books we, we just go. finished it up oh yeah. my gosh how do you feel i feel i feel good i'm we're ready for good. a rest we are ready yeah. for a rest yes. we have been we have done so much this year we, we have, have pushed ourselves we have pushed ourselves out of our comfort zone we have I, we've accomplished so much we and have. we've also, you know, gone through a lot. It's time for us to take a little resty yes. rest, time for us to maybe grieve a little bit yeah. and, and, and feel yeah. some, you know, feel, <laughs> sit with that, sit through some feelings. Yeah. Um, we will still be active over on Patreon. Like mm-hmm. we said, we're going to do full moon film mm-hmm. club and we'll be in the chats and stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll be on social media so you can hang yeah. out with us. We will be returning yes. Thursday, January 25th. There you go. So, yes, we said Thursday. We are switching our drop days. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we started this dropping Witch Whispers on Wednesdays, yes. main episodes on Fridays, and it worked for us until 
I got pregnant and yeah. we had a baby, you know, me and yeah. Jake had a baby and your work schedule, you know, yeah. it's just not, our lives have changed yeah. in it's four like years. What Wednesday do you know? And then turning around and then dropping on Friday. It's just been too, it's just yeah. not working. So you've right. noticed our drop, you know, so we're just yeah. changing our days. So now well, too, if you've been with us from the beginning, mm-hmm. our witch whisper started, they were like 10 minutes long. Yeah, and now they're like an now hour. they're long, and our episodes are like an yeah. hour and a half, where yeah. they used to be an hour. So yeah. we just finally were like, you know what? Let's look at this, and so we have decided which whispers or mm-hmm. minisodes will now be posted on Mondays. Yep. And our main episodes will now be posted on Thursdays. So we will be coming back from our break on Thursday, January 25th with Astrology Roundtable 4. Holy shit. Yikes. And then it will be followed the following week by my birthday episode. Uh, So Mondays and Thursdays. That's Mm -hmm. when you're going to hear from us now. If you are on Patreon... You will get early access to episodes, which means you will get your episodes on Sundays and And Wednesdays Wednesdays. and their video episodes and their ad free. Yes. So there you go. That's our new posting schedule. So you know what? Everyone have a good break. Have a great one. We're going to come back refreshed. We're going to do a little, you know, beautification. Mm, We're going to come back to new gals. Yeah. Just you wait. Uh, We love you. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Thank you so much. We love you. you. We love you. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.